Thanks for tuning in to yet another week of the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam. That was a little recording, Pennies from Heaven, I did with Krista Joyce a few years back on a record called Some of My Best Friends Are Divas. 
You can check that out online. Today in the studio, we have one of the greats of Colorado Springs. And when I'm talking about Miss Marcy Haro, who's one of the most legendary vocalists, jazz, rock, pop, everything you can imagine. And, uh, and so, Marcy, we're so glad to have you in the studio today. Thanks so much. What a great intro. I should have paid you for that. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> and so also, uh, I got to introduce Mr. Sean Hanlon over here. He is our engineer, and uh, normally he plays piano, but today we're going to do something a little bit different, and we're going to focus on recordings that Marcy has, has produced, and they are slamming recordings, and we're going to play a little bit of those later on in the show. But Marcy, you know, we got you here. We want to hear everything that you got going on, and we also want to hear about your foundational background, your upbringing. So why don't we start there? What got you into singing? You know, I was always interested in singing, and in high school I started doing some vocals, but true to a lot of people, once I graduated, I thought, now i got to get a job. And so I thought, well, I'm going to go and become a lawyer, and then singing was just going to be a, a pastime. And I joined the Air Force and actually got accepted in a job that was going to train me to work with the legal side, the JAG, in the military. But the Air Force had these talent shows. And I was stationed in Hawaii, a horrible place to be stationed when you're 19 and, you know, single. So it was pretty awesome. But I got involved with the talent shows and got to go to Guam and the Philippines and Japan just by being in what they equate to the tops and blue auditions. And somebody said, why don't you try out for the Air Force Band? And I thought, right, there's a... Air Force Band. I had no idea. And I thought it was somebody in my squadron just making jokes. And I actually auditioned at March Air Force Base. And it was probably the worst audition you could have ever done. I had no concept <laughs> of what I was going to do. I had no concept of how to prepare because I was just a singer, but I didn't know what I was supposed to do. And I walked in there and they hired me totally on potential. I mean, it was... I look back now and think, oh, my God, you know, this is the stuff you guys would laugh at if you would have heard it. And but it fired up because I was surrounded by some incredible musicians and always found that um, I always wanted to be around people that were equal or better to me than me so I could grow. Mm. And within three months, they gave me my new uh, title as being a bandsman and surrounded by musicians that just inspired me to grow. And I found out I could be better than I ever imagined. And it was because I was always inspired and challenged. Challenged is the big word. That's interesting. So when you were coming up, uh, what age did you start singing at? I actually started singing around seven or eight. I had a best friend whose father was a Pentecostal minister, and she could sing harmonies. I could never figure out how she found these harmonies. She had a beautiful alto voice. And so I was always singing with her, just kind of thinking if I could even sound half as good. And then in high school, I met another friend who had this beautiful soprano voice. And it was a range I didn't even realize could be that beautiful because I only thought soprano was opera because that was just the way I had heard it. Um, meanwhile, in my household, my parents only played jazz. Nancy Wilson, Sarah Vaughn, mm. Ella, Lou Rawls, all of these to the point where I just thought they were the commercial players mm -hmm. because at that time, back in the 70s, all the music kind of was overlapping. And so it wasn't like, 
country, jazz, and rock. It was just good music. And I got with these girls in high school, and we started to sing um, like in a four-part harmony group. And we always had one that was rotating in and out. So that's why I always say the three of us were the foundation. And I found out I could sing. And I went in there. And then in my senior year in high school, I got out and sang a Carol King Smackwater Jack. And the choir or the jazz uh, director of the school said, where have you been? I said, I don't know. That's the first time I ever thought I could pretend to be that kind of a singer. And it I thought, here I go, and then I joined the Air Force thinking that my career was going to go in another direction. But I always tell people, your career will find you. It'll follow you. And music kept coming to me Mm. until I finally said, okay, let's see what I can do. And so I've been blessed to say that I've had over 40 years of just being an active musician, and I see no end in sight. Awesome. Well, Marcy... We you brought in a recording and the in the recording is called When It's All Said and Done. I'd like to play a track off that. Sound I would good? Be, I would love it. This is Give Me the Simple Life off of Marcy Hero's When It's All Said and Done.
You're listening to the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam. That was Give Me the Simple Life from Marcy Hero's CD, When It's All Said and Done. We have Marcy Hero in the studio today. First, I got to mention something about what we have going on at our station, kcmj.org. We have an Adopt the Watt campaign that we're trying to fundraise money to get this station on the FM dial in Colorado Springs. It's slated to be on 93.9, but we need to raise enough money to get the equipment to get us on the FM dial. So if you're interested in doing that, you can head on over to the kcmj.org website and go to the Adopt the Watt tab and then purchase yourself a watt. So back in the studio, though, we got Miss Marcy Haro. So we're, we're up in a, in a chronological time frame of, you know, you, you were singing in high school band that had to be some serious um, foundational upbringing for you. Were you studying with anyone at that time? You know, at that time, it was purely just getting an opportunity in the high school uh, choirs and madrigals and uh, a group ensemble and taking advantage of the school's talent shows and just listening. You know, I came from a place where I didn't realize there were avenues to take lessons uh, for a vocalist. So I listened to every artist I could possibly think of and just used my ear, which helped me later on because I, I... really can listen and hone in on something. Whereas back then, I didn't know that I was doing anything and learning. I was just doing what I wanted to. I want to learn that song. I want to learn how to sing like this and realizing my range. And in choir, they didn't really get into that. They just say, second soprano, you're alto. Hey, we need a soprano. And the cool thing is I didn't know at that time what I know now. So it didn't limit me to say, I can't do that. I would go, okay. And so that kind of helped me develop a really nice range. And I kept up with that. Where were you originally from? Originally, I'm from Buena Park, California. And I always say right by Knott's Berry Farm in Disneyland. And and went to Buena Park High School. And uh, very much a part of my life and did a lot. My big claim to uh, glory in our senior year is my group got to sing an a cappella version of Graduation Day on our graduation in front of our class, and it was a class of 500, and they had never allowed anybody to sing during that graduation, but we had grown in such a reputation that they said, we want you to do that, and we were just so honored. And again, I didn't realize it was something I had strived. It was a goal I wanted, and we achieved it, and then I went, okay, (laughs) on to the next thing. So, Awesome. So... We got up to where, you know, you, you graduated high school, you had to been making decisions, and, and this is when you decided to, to join the Air Force? I did. I, I kind of saw uh, I was going to be put into this little hole. It wasn't music-based by any means, but I wanted to have more of a life experience, and I wasn't going to get it in that small town. And the only choice for me was to go to college, and the only choice to go to college was to get funding, and that resulted in me joining the military. And so I had a goal, and uh, my first station again was in Hawaii, and there was a lot. There used to be a band there when I had gotten stationed there, and then they got dissolved, and that they've been reenacted, uh, reactivated again. But at that time, they didn't, but they had local bands. And so they always had all these talent shows. And so I found out about f- singing Phoebe Snow and, you know, just singing some, I love Phoebe Snow and her low alto voice. And I didn't know until the guys go, you need to sing a little Phoebe or do this. And I went, oh, okay. So I went out and got the recordings and practiced them and all of a sudden, by the and they have musicals and shows at the base. And as a young airman, 
I want, I didn't have any money. And, you know, so it was one of those things, what am I going to do? And I did all of these. And little did I know it was, uh, Sammy Nestigo once said, success is preparation preparation meeting opportunity. And so all that preparation allowed me when the opportunity happened to find that mm-hmm. success. And so and little did I know going to all these places allowed me to get more stage presence and more confidence in what I was doing. And by the time I auditioned for the band, um, found out that I had a lot more uh, to learn by all means. But uh, two years into the Air Force, I auditioned for the Air Force Career Field Band Program. And wh- s- where was that at? I'm sorry, you said that earlier, but where, where was that audition held at? Uh, March Air Force Base, and that was in Riverside, California. Oh, okay. And I actually had orders to Luke Air Force Base in Arizona, but I got diverted to March once I got accepted yeah. in the band. And they had a rockin' rock band. And I just went by instinct. And they also had a jazz band, which I still had to learn how to sing big band because I equated jazz to be of one one area, one block on a piece of paper, not realizing that jazz was, wow, you know, from easy listening to hardcore to, oh my gosh, it was just um, such an eye-opening experience. And I I asked questions. And uh, as a vocalist, you can't come in with such an ego of, I already know, I already know, because it limits you. And people are willing to share it without arrogance because the passion's there. And I worked with guys that, um, oh my gosh, uh, the Saul Millers, who is an incredible saxophonist who ended up working with the Airmen in Note, Rick Perrone, trumpet player, Mark Raphael, who's in town. And all of these guys are like, they're passionate about what they did. And I wanted to come in prepared. And I learned from a lot of mistakes but I learned. And my ego wasn't so big that I wouldn't learn from it and go, I'll be better next time. And I got that opportunity. Awesome. So uh, you want to play another tune? Sure. All right. So this is a tune. I love this tune. This is When Sunny Gets Blue off of Marcy Hero's When It's All Said and Done. Yeah. 
You're listening to the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam on KCMJ.org. That was When Sunny Gets Blue off of Marcy Harrow's When It's All Said and Done CD. 
You can find that on iTunes. You can also find it on her website, correct? Yes, sir. What is that website again? SpringsGentleRain.com. You heard it there. <laughs> so, Marcy, we're, uh, we're getting um, a very good informative information session on your past. Right. You're going to know all about me by the end of this, okay? And so you, you, you spent, you said it's four and a half years at uh, a at, at station at, at March Air Force mm-hmm. Base as a vocalist, and then what happened? Then I got orders to Elmendorf Air Force Base, which is in Anchorage, Alaska, and literally from the first day I got to Alaska, um, I found out what I had learned in the four and a half years I was at March. I walked in with my briefcase of music, and uh, musicians or vocalists call it their book. And I walked in, and my supervisor, who's a piano player, came up and said, you have a book? I said, yeah. He goes, you want to work this weekend? I said, yeah. And he goes, then you got it. And from that point on, I did not have a dry spell in Alaska. And about midway through my, I think it was my first month there, I got picked up by a civilian group, and I always say civilian or military, the civilian group that did this jazz gig downtown. And the guy had legally changed his name to Mr. White Keys. And it was a jazz, <laughs> it was a jazz club. And, uh, and it was the summer that I had gotten there. So in Alaska, you get 19 and a half hours of sunlight. So I'm leaving the club about 2.30 in the morning and the sun is rising. I'm thinking, oh my God, what time is it? You know, But during that time, these guys would do serious jazz songs. And I just learned that I really liked jazz. That jazz wasn't what I had thought in my head. It wasn't just 15 hours of just trumpet playing and solo <laughs> and what song are we on kind of thing. It's really, truly, it was such a creative process. And a lot of independence, but with that independence became the responsibility of knowing where you're going, remember what key, what phrasing, and all that. And and the bands I got to work with, it was a rock band, but all of them were people that liked to gig on the weekends. And so we were hitting everything. We were country, rock, party, whatever you wanted, and jazz. And this one lady that owned this little jazz club came up and had me come in with just a trio. And we became her regular. And after my about a year there, I started to feel like I needed to be challenged again because I was doing really great with record rips and the little jazz I was doing, but I wanted to be put in a place that I could challenge. And so the Falconers had an opening, and um, my commander actually recommended me and actually arranged a big band chart of one of my favorites, and he didn't even know it, which is You're Nobody to Somebody Loves You. And it was a song my dad absolutely loved. And we went to the, I got accepted to come out to the Falc audition and got hired on the spot. But I had been in Alaska only a year, so I had to be on location for two years. So they held the position for me. Wow. And I was with the Falcs for over 13 years and did, gosh, I think about 14 CDs. Oh my gosh. It so, was... so you spent six years in the regional band program. Yes. And and when so when was that audition? Um... I auditioned in 84 and then came in 85. And, uh, man, I hit the ground running, you know, uh, the Falconers were just this level of musicianship and they had been without a vocalist for a while. And you know how hot yeah. uh, you are when you, you want to have that concrete solid unit. And I came in and they told me what I needed to do. And we went on the road three days later. And I remember my first gig with them, we were in San Diego on this outdoor gig and they introduced me. And I remember thinking, oh my God, 
I'm singing big band with the Falconers. And I said, I was not going to be the weakest link in their chain. I wanted to rock it. And then they said, hey, in about a month, we're going to go and record our first CD in about 10 years. And once we went to the recording studio in Las Vegas, that's when we solidified it because I brought to them um, the fact that I was practice and focus and I wasn't afraid to I was going home and practicing my music because one of the songs we did here's to the band they never heard me sing it until we got into the studio and I just went in there and said this is what I got this and it kind of made it from that point on and I was so blessed and I, I was gosh I was with the the academy band up until I retired in 07 but along with all that I got the opportunity to go travel with the airman and note Awesome. It was by name request, and I went on a, a month long tour with them. And I'm sitting there going, Oh my God, I'm with Airman and Note. And so I got to sing with both premier jazz bands and just, you know, felt like I'm representing the Falcon Airs. I'm going to show them what I did in all these years. And I, uh, I just loved the fact that I had those experiences. You heard it there from Marcy Hero here on the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam. We're going to play another tune. And this is That's All by Marcy Hero. I can only give you love that lasts forever And the promise to be near each time you call And the only heart I own for you and you alone I can only give you country walks in springtime And a hand to hold when leaves begin to fall And love whose burning light will warm those winter nights That's all, oh that's all There are those I am sure who have told you Toy. All I have 
You're listening to That's All, sung by Marcy Hero here on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam, kcmj.org. We've got Marcy in the studio here. We're talking about how she spent about, what is it, 13 years as the singer for the Falconers in the United States Air Force Academy Band? You bet it. 13 great years. So what happened after that? Well, um, I got promoted out of it. I ended up making chief, and so I kind of became the floater. And I never didn't sing with a group. Um, I ended up kind of going into Wild Blue Country. I worked with Blue Still. Uh, I kept coming back to the Falconers. And I got into the television production side of things. And so we started doing all these TV shows that we aired on PBS and put on uh, for Armed Forces Network and the Pentagon Channel. And I was able to produce 12 of those before I retired from the Air Force. And that was just a way to get the band's product out to millions of people. And it was really a cool thing. I just kind of fell in love with doing the television production side of things. And But I got deployed in 06 with Wild Blue, and we became kind of a rock party band. Anyone that's been deployed knows you can't be one-dimensional when you go, because the guys and gals out there want to be entertained. And we did. Uh, luckily, it was the guys that I worked with so many years, so um, a lot of military musicians gig with these guys on the side, so you really cement a great rhythm section and vocals and all that. And so the uh, deployment was actually, while it was scary and long and hot, because it was all during the summer, (laughs) it was a refining and defining moment for the band. And when I came back, um, I had gotten high year extended one extra year while I was deployed because they needed a chief to stay a little bit longer. And the last thing I did was uh, we did a big project with Sammy Nestico and uh, recorded some stuff of his and... Now I have a lifelong friend with Sammy, which is just an honor, which is cool because my husband, Ed, that's his hero. And he got to hang with him at his house, you get a master class with him, just wow. invite us over for pasta. And uh, I retired in um, 07 and went back from my master's in communication. And I still sing. I have to ask you real yeah. quick. So um, people are always intrigued about the deployments. So. Can you talk a little bit about that? What what happened on a on an Air Force band deployment? The Air Force when we'd go, um, basically we hit the ground running. Uh, we it took us twenty four hours to get, and we stayed in Cutter was the home uh, hub for us. We were on the ground for six hours, then we flew to Djibouti, Africa. The whole mission was to, you know, community relations as always, but also troop morale. And we'd come in there, and Djibouti was just. 
uh, so hot. I didn't know you could sweat as heavily as you did there. But we went into a local orphanage uh, uh, out into the economy and performed. And then we came back and did an evening performance for the troops. And all services were involved. So I always say, same flag. You wear the uniform of your choice. And we'd go in there and uh, we left there. We went to Iraq and Afghanistan. We called it the stand run by the time we got done going on this tour. But we do... uh, some people, like there were the fire uh, department or the um, EOD explosive ordinance groups that had to be on uh, online for 24 and off 24. We'd go in there and play an acoustic show. We'd go into the hospitals and perform for the troops that wanted us to be there with just an acoustic guitar. Um, we'd play uh, when we did some of the sites we did for the embassy because we were there representing the United States, but uh, we would just go there and thank the locals so we'd do little shows. So it was always about making them see that we were uh, community outreach and letting them know we thank them for their support and letting the troops always know you haven't been forgotten. We have all these messages to give you. And if they asked for a song, we would go back and learn it and perform it the next day for them. So it was all about letting everybody know, here we are, but we're here for you. We wore the same uniforms, no special treatment. Those tents look the same on any rank. And um, I'd sit down at the chow halls and talk with them and ask them where they were from. And they had, a, they were really proud of what they were doing there. And we just wanted them to know we we were proud of them as well. And it was... Emotionally and exhausting, but uh, it was probably the best thing I did in 31 years of my career was getting that deployment. I it re- it renewed what our mission was mm. and how it affected people. That's awesome. Ch- Chief Master Sergeant Retired Marcy Hero, <laughs> American hero. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. So uh, thank you for your service. 31 years. That's crazy. Uh, she, Marcy, if you don't know what a chief master sergeant is, that's that's an E nine in the in the United States Air Force. That's the highest enlisted rank that you can go. So she definitely made waves in the Air Force. So you you retired in two thousand seven. What happened next? Well, I. Uh Finished my master's in communication, and I teach at two colleges, uh, intercultural, global communication, all communication-based classes, and I still sing. And um, it's kind of neat because singing helps you communicate with people, and you have to be responsible. A good vocalist knows how to engage the audience and make them aware of what's going on and bring a tie-in, and I was able to bring that into my classrooms, and it makes me more comfortable, and uh, I like kind of staying in the Colorado Springs area. I get really picky having to do gigs up in Denver, or uh, unless they pay me really well, then that's a whole other story. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I can be bought, let's put it that way. But uh, on a normal gig, I like kind of local. And so we've got a nice little thing going on here, and uh, it's just enough that makes me happy. And, and awesome. I'm a very content person right now. Awesome. You heard it from Marcy Hero here on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. We're going to play a couple more tunes. This is the nearness of you off of Marcy Hero's When It's All Said and Done. It's not the pale moon that excites me that thrills or delights me. It's just the nearness of you 
It isn't your sweet conversation that brings brings a sensation. Just the nearness of you When you're in my arms And I feel you So close to me I need 
You're listening to Marcy Haro, the nearness of you on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. Thank you so much for tuning in. Every Sunday night, we've got a new show that airs on KCMJ.org at 8 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time. So, Marcy, we've got a lot of information about you. I'd like to get quickly what you got going on right about now. Well, we're at Motif the first Saturday of every month, which is just one of our favorite places, and it's in off of Colorado, in old Colorado, actually, off of 24th and Cucharas. And I love this venue because it's about the music, you know, and the people that come in. It's a small club. It supports live music. I just love it. And we've been doing the first Saturday for the last, mm, uh, gosh, year or so. And we just, I just go in there, and if I want to try a new tune, and we never know how the night's going to go. Because people will come in and all of a sudden they'll say a whole different dynamic will come in halfway through the night. And we just kind of adapt to it. It's just, we just, it's truly about the music when you go there. And I do, I'm, you know, doing private events and whatnot. But that's the one thing I let people know for sure. Come out the first Saturday of every month at Motif. It's just a blast. And, and you're still, you're teaching at the collegiate level, right? Yes, sir. So what university are you teaching at now? Uh, university of Colorado in Colorado Springs. Oh. And I also teach at uh, Pikes Peak Community College. And I've been teaching, gosh, for about six years now. And didn't know, again, it's a career thing that it chased me till I found it. And luckily, music and teaching are the two areas I actually find passion in. And I feel really blessed that I get to do something that I want to get up to do. Awesome. And and I just, my heart feels good about doing it. So I'm where I'm supposed to be. Awesome. We're going to play one more tune from Marcy off of this awesome recording. You can pick it up at her website. What's the website again? SpringsGentleRain.com. And Marcy, are you on Facebook or anything like that? You know, I am. Uh, I always forget that I am because I, I'm, I'm horrible about my Facebook presence, but it's Gentle Rain Productions. Okay. Look her up. Here is Like a Star, Marcy Hero. Just like a star across my sky Just like an angel off the page You have appeared to my life Feel like I'll never be the same Just like a song in my heart Just like oil on my hands Oh do love you Still I wonder why it is I don't argue about this with anyone but you We do it all the time You're blowing out my mind You've got this look I can't describe You make me feel I'm alive When everything else is so fake Without a doubt you're on my side Heaven has been away too long Can't find the words to write this song Oh, your love for me Still I wonder why 
secret anymore Cause we've been through that before From tonight I know that you're the only one I've been confused and in the dark Now I understand That was Marcy Haro, Like a Star, on the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam here on KCMJ.org. So real quick, Marcy, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. What do you have going on in the future? Well, we're going to go in January to start a new recording, and this is going to be primarily jazz, blues, and some R&B, just a bunch of our favorite songs that we are ready to get recorded and get out there. And... Um, very excited about it. So I'm really focusing on that right now. Awesome. And uh, your husband, Ed Haro, is going to be playing on it, right? Always. He's even going to sing. Oh, a really? little Chet Baker style, some stuff. And uh, Jim Christian, who's our guitarist, is also going to sing a little bit. Awesome. And um, I'm looking forward to it. And thank you guys for having me come in today. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's definitely always interesting to get um, another perspective of a person that has done this successfully in the music industry uh, and and pursued a career and has made an extensive career out of it. Marcy's done this for how many years now? Over 40, and I'm only like 25, so it's really <laughs> amazing. I'm an old soul. That's it. <laughs> oh, man. I've done it for over 40 years. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> so uh, is there anything that you would tell someone that... Uh, that's starting out as a motivational, just some, some type of advice real quick. Just remember to listen, trust the people that you ask, and never take it for granted. Always keep your art up, your craft up. It's easily lost if you don't cherish your tool or your gifts. And so surround yourself by the best where you're always the one that's rising to the level of those around you. And you can't help but grow. Awesome. Well, Marcy, we really appreciate you coming on the show here, Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam. I got to say thank you to my engineer over here, Mr. Sean Hanlon. Thanks, Sean. He's holding it down, making us sound good. And uh, please tune in every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time to the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam here on KCMJ.org. 
Summertime and the living is easy. Fish are jumping and the cotton is high. Your dad is rich and your mama's good looking. So hush, little baby, don't. Singing, then you'll spread your wings and take to the sky until that morning. There ain't nothing gonna harm you. We're dead, day and me Singing. 